This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with my buddy Spencer. Spencer, congratulations on somehow keeping your goalie on the field today. No idea how that happened. Uh, how you doing, man? Um, I'm doing pretty good, Andrew. Better than, uh, was that Conrad Limer? Probably better than his knees are feeling right now after Ederson just absolutely hacked him out. But uh, Oh, you mean the assault? That was, I, I'm not, like, we will get into it. I saw full disclosure was not able to watch the game today and it was, it was Spencer's team. So I watched queued up the uh, handy YouTube highlight was not expecting to have a lot of thoughts after a six, six nil drubbing other than let's put a crown on Holland, but we will get to that in a minute, man. How are you doing this week, buddy? I mean, stress over. I, are we feeling better after the city game? A little, a little decompress as we, you make it to I, the approved round for city to play soccer in. Yeah. What was the exact text I sent you this morning? I was like, Oh damn daylight <laughs> yeah. savings. Now this game's at three instead of two. I have to have anxiety for an extra hour. And that anxiety all melted away after about half an hour. This game said he was up two nil, then three nil right before halftime. And I'm like, okay, I think this one's good. And if there was any doubts left, uh, scored right after halftime, like you said, we'll get into that. Let's, uh, Speaking of daylight savings, I, I'd like to take this forum to complain about daylight savings really quick because I hate it. And I was abruptly like made keen to the fact that like, do you remember, was it 20, late 2020 or 2021? They put like the bill through Congress that said that this year, 2023, it was going to be the last time. Like this was supposed to be the last switch. Like it was daylight savings and then we were going to stay like this. And I just, I've been operating under that assumption for the last, you know, year and a half, two years. And I abruptly found out that that's not the case, that somehow this got caught up in filibuster bullshit in Congress somehow. And now that's not a thing. And that I'm just going to have to switch back again later this year. So I'm a little irritated about it. My body, maybe this is old man yells at cloud, but my body just feels like shit still now. Like it's, (laughs) I'm I'm having trouble sleeping the last couple of days. Like I I go to lay down and I'm like, okay, it's only like 10 o'clock. Like my body thinks it's 10 o'clock. I woke up on Sunday morning, totally forgot about daylight savings. And I was like, how the fuck did I sleep until 10? Like, I I don't know. I felt like I slept like (laughs) didn't get enough sleep last night and, you know, come to find out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I lost a whole hour of it. So I'm tired of this. Fuck them farmers or whoever the fuck wants this shit. Get get rid of it, man. I'm done. Here's here's my sneaky complaint about about daylight savings time is today's Tuesday, right? It's Tuesday. We're recording this and go up tonight and be available for you Wednesday. Um, But the problem is I forgot why I feel so tired today and I have daylight savings to blame, right? Sneak it in on the Saturday night. It's like, whoa, 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 we're not even messing with your Sunday. What are you talking about? Like you get your whole weekend, but then I'm tired Monday morning and I think about it and I go daylight savings, man. Everybody kind of talk, you know what I mean? Like it comes up in conversation. When you're still tired Tuesday, it's because they they took an hour. They took our time. They That's took it. Do. They basically they snatched the whole, it. They put the entire world in prison for one hour every year. Because that's what they do when you go to prison. Guess what they do? They take your time. We'll never get it back. 
Never well, get back. At least not until fucking November, apparently. And they'll be like, oh, you got it back now. But uh, yeah, dude, it's it's just, it's being older. But we'll see, like, it used to not be as much of a problem because, you know, early 20s and stuff, it was, oh, it's on a Saturday night. I'm going to be up at 2 a.m. when it switches anyway. So, right. like, I, I just, I'll watch the clock switch and I'll be like, oh, we lost an hour, like, <laughs> drunk or whatever. Like, right. make a joke about it. We all laugh. Nowadays, it's like, if your boy, even if he's out oh. for the night, like if I'm not tuckered in by like 1 a.m., then it's it's a bad couple of days afterwards, you know? So I, I will say the one time, one, two points about daylight savings time. And then as, as riveting as this is, I'm sure for everyone listening, but one, one time at exactly like one in the morning in November when we were supposed to jump ahead, we were driving from Indiana into Illinois right? Which is right on the time border yeah, there. Yeah, you got the Eastern over there, yeah. Yeah, and it was super weird that it was all of a sudden like 11, 11 o'clock again. Am I going the right way there in November? Because we were on a bus for a basketball team trip, and I remember being like, this is really cool, and nobody was nobody else was awake or cared, and we had lost, so um, it was just a silent bus ride back home where I was like working on homework, and no one else was there to be like, man, isn't it kind of weird that like we went through the state at the exact time like we should have been getting an hour back like no nobody can and then somebody it was, was just it was, like it was shut just, the hell up andrew no, 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 well, like, that after, three. <laughs> what, what i will say what i will say about uh after a bradley basketball game loss on the bus ride is there is no friendly conversation especially amongst the managers who didn't play there's no room <laughs> for um the coaches are angry the players are a combination of angry and pissed off and like me and I think it was my buddy Jake or Charlie who were on the trip, right? Are just like getting our stuff done. Like, I don't know what time are we going to make it home? Like trying to sleep, but you know, we didn't have a bad trip. We didn't lose the game. Like it sucks. We're mad, but we didn't play. We couldn't have done yeah. anything. Yeah. You didn't but, miss uh, the open threes from the key. <laughs> no, you I had your guy. Well, you had everything you had to manage was ship yeah, shape. So like chairs, those guys have to do chairs their job. were down during timeouts. Everybody got a towel. Everybody got a water. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not saying we ran a perfect game or anything. Maybe we forgot coaches gum, really serious things like that. This is, these are the things you don't think about is like, yeah, am I going to get yelled at for not having coaches gum, even though that's something that's never come up before? Managing is a lot of being a student manager. Actually, actually a blast. But at the same time, just like we can we can wrap this up as this is not why people are here, despite yeah, it being March just... Madness, despite it being tourney time. Yeah, we and we're going to get into that a little game later. In an hour. Yeah. But um, but. I, I, let's uh, segue that just real yeah. quick and we can go right into the soccer because one you know, championship said- program to another. I think, <laughs> I think we go right to the champions league where Bradley would absolutely be playing and not get robbed by Drake. <laughs> but uh, we'll bring it to your team. Now that we've, we've thoroughly discussed mine um, city seven. The, an, as a, as an American soccer podcast, have I ever, have you ever seen more touchdowns in the past two weeks? It's it's, is, there's, it's it's the the American game is taking over. Touchdown scoring is at an all time high amongst uh, British soccer teams of late. Andrew, yeah, uh, <laughs> another seven nil. Like, another. is this just the new normal now? Just seven yeah, nils galore. I mean, you guys will lay an egg next week. <laughs> it fucking might. It fucking might. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than just the absolute anointment of Holland. What were your takeaways from this game? Because to me, like you, you got to see the game. I got to see the highlights. Mm-hmm. Did it in real time? Did it look like Leipzig had a complete disinterest in being there? Because it sure did in the highlights. But it, you know, the highlights are just Holland beating their brains in. 
Yeah. So I, I think that honestly, what we kind of had in this one was early on a city that definitely had the better of play kind of, um, they looked like they had adjusted some things. Uh, I'll kind of get into some tactical things that I saw in a minute, but, um, really it kind of all changed with that penalty. Right. And it's one of those VAR, like nobody really noticed it on the field at the time. And then they go back like three minutes later when the ball goes out of play and it's like possible penalty. And and it is, um, right. When you look at it's Hendricks, right. I think. Yeah. It was a Hendricks hand. And like, when you look at it, um, look by the letter of the law, like, we can get into whether I it's kind of the same as the one that happened to Chelsea, like different parts of the field, but um, except for the Chelsea one was a rock solid pen. No well, this one, <laughs> well, they both are, they both were rock no, solid I, I pens, know. I'm, right? I'm just, I'm just joking. Yeah. But yes. Right. I, I agree. They are both rock solid pens. It's just more of the, like they didn't know anything about it. It hit their hand. Like that's a whole another debate for another time. I think of, mm-hmm. do we need to go back to the more few years ago where there was like a little, less black and white in the rules. And it's like, well, he didn't know anything about it. I don't think either of those guys, like I think that was Wolf against Chelsea knew anything about it, but nonetheless, it is a pin by the rules. And I think for Leipzig, you know, once they give up that goal and um, conceded again, like it was, it was about 60 seconds of actual game time after like the celebration and the kickoff and stuff. Yeah, it's like five uh, minutes on the score sheet, but it was not five minutes. It was uh, yeah, it was, only, it was only two minutes on the score sheet actually, yeah. and it was even less in like actual playing time. So mm-hmm. then you're down two 0 You're down by two on aggregate. And is this when the assault happens? Is this when <laughs> it wasn't two nil? Yeah, and there was um, that was what a, uh, to interrupt completely. I'm sorry. That was one of the worst no call. What giving the other guy a yellow for getting run over? Is like if you got mad at, uh, like if Jerome Bettis, the bus, ran over a toddler and you told the toddler, like, should have got out of the way. Like, right. I, what are we doing? I like, am. Seriously, there's been so many bad calls lately. That was the most egregious, like, if Ederson, seriously, I saw it happen in the highlight. And I'm like, if Ederson gets out of this with a yellow card, it's a huge win for City. Because I had, like, the immediate thought of, like, that's a crazy wreck. I thought it was a yellow, and I like I did not think it was a red. He wasn't last, but, but not on Leipzig. Not, it, it was not on Leipzig. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> look, I have no. It, it, look, the game itself was not. No, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't an officiating. It wasn't an officiating I don't know that it would have been competitive if like Ederson got sent off and they didn't even bother replacing the goalie. I think it still might have been like six nothing. Yeah, this um honestly like that call is bamboozling i'm not making like even as a city fan i was like what the hell are we and it wasn't to be fair the guy who got clattered into got the yellow was verner for descent but still like i, I mean okay. how are you gonna give how are you gonna miss the most like obvious foul of all time and get and mad give, at someone for getting mad get, at you? yeah i'd be like what are you talking about and it didn't even look like verner no i mean you never yeah you never know what they say on the field right but it didn't seem like verner was crazy aggressive or anything he's just like what are you talking about and it was like yeah quick yellow and i'm like okay like Ederson earned every bit of a yellow card, every shade of yellow. He earned a red card and could have negotiated. Like if it was a red, if we were sitting here talking about the red card, right? I mean, the only implication of that red card for, I mean, obviously the whole game could have changed. Who knows? Right. But like Ederson also played like shit. Like he gave the ball away like three times out of the back today. Thank God Leipzig had already like wounded themselves and not wanted to play. But like, you know, if they bring it, who's the backup? Is it Ortega? Is that the dude's name? Yeah. If they bring in Ortega and Pep goes, we're 2-0 up, 
let's play it long. Let's get out of here. Let's let's throw it at Holland's forehead. Like, I don't know that this game, the result is certainly not any different, right? But it would have really affected you guys in the next round. So yeah. the fact that that is just nothing. And then I thought that a Kanji foul late was like questionable too. I don't know, man. There was, yeah. Refereeing has been bad in soccer lately and this did not assuage my uh, concerns. Yeah, this was a bad one for sure. And I will say to be fair to Leipzig, right? It's hard to sit here, like kind of like you're saying, it may not have mattered, but that was after they went down two nil, probably their best 10 minutes or so of the match. Afterwards, they kind of got into a rhythm, had a couple chances they should have had a free kick from a, you know, not a fantastic shooting position or anything, but from like the a dangerous city position third, in, a, in somewhat dangerous. City. Yeah. yeah. If you draw up a nice play like that might work. Um, but honestly, then once um, city kind of had that Holland hat trick goal that where they scored off the corner that just kind of bopped around in the box and he <laughs> found, he had the clearance bounce off him and in and at three, no, it was just like done and dusted. They scored right after halftime. And um, yeah, it was, it was a very comfortable second half. It was good because also with the game being at three, it uh, the second half coincided with my commute home. So it's like, you know, I can't watch <laughs> the game on my phone and drive home. That's uh, dangerous. So the laws say. So I was just listening on the radio, <laughs> but uh, I didn't have much to miss, honestly. So no. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like Ederson should be in prison. Um, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't understand it. I, no, I don't no, get no, it like, either, man. I don't know that it would have changed anything. Like, I, I just kind of made the point of like, Ortega coming in, I think they probably just play the ball long, get out of there. Maybe it's only four nil or something. Right. Um, but like, that's, I feel like the most that could have happened. Cause Leipzig certainly felt like they didn't have it today. Um, and in city, like give city credit, right. They took it to him. Holland was amazing. Um, the accuracy of is it Lazarevich uh, is the goalie for Leipzig if I'm if I'm saying his name right, um, or no uh, Blaswich sorry um, is the goalie his ability to save the ball directly to Erling Holland is <laughs> maybe the greatest skill I've ever seen his ability to make a good save and absolutely wipe it off the score sheet by putting it directly into Holland's left foot is. I think maybe the second most impressive thing in this game. No, third. I'm going to go number one most impressive thing in this game. Uh, the freedom of Emerson. The fact that he's not detained at the moment here. Ederson. Number two, Holland. <laughs> number three, uh, Blasvich's, uh ability to put the ball right into his foot. And that's not taking anything away from Holland because, like, those are chances people miss all the time. Yeah. He's incredible. But at I, the same chances- time, like... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's chances that, to be fair, um, even he, by his standard, he's he's been a little off it lately. He's missed a couple easier chances, so uh, not so much today. Um, Flat track bully, yeah. He, he scores. <laughs> like, this is actually maybe the more impressive stat to me, which just kind of blows my mind, is this guy scores five goals today. You know what might be the more impressive Holland statistic today is that he had eight shots on target, eight shots, eight shots on target. And there's a lot of shots. Yeah. It's a lot of shots, but more importantly, I mean, aside from, uh, aside, for eight. <laughs> no, no. Aside from, you know, the ones that you're saying that he, like the keeper parried into his path, which is true. Like city were getting yeah. Holland the ball. They were, they yeah. were launching it. Pep 
I I need okay. I am just to the point now where this has worked twice in big games where they were just kind of launching it to Holland, letting him get on the press, letting him chase balls in behind, giving them the threat that we will do that, and it's worked. And look, I am not at all telling you that I am even in the same galaxy as Pep Guardiola as far as football minds, but. I feel like, you know, we've seen the Pep Galaxy brain where he's messed up games before. He needs, I, I'm hereby submitting my application to work for Manchester City just to like be in Pep's room. And sometimes when he starts going on these big tangents about we're going to do this and this and this, I'd be like, hey, just raise my hand kind of just be like, Pep, maybe we just launch it to the fast Norwegian fella and, you know, see what happens a couple of times. Can I improve your idea? Sure. It's a great idea, but here's actually what you need. You need to become a hypnotist, right? Mm-hmm. And you will have hypnotized Pep, and every time he starts doing something like that, you like snap, you like snap twice, and he sleeps, and you go, "You're gonna forget everything you said for the last two minutes," and wake up, and he'll just go, get "Yeah, I think uh, get the ball into KDB and see if he can feed De Bruyne." And you go, "That a boy, Pep. That a boy. Good job." It's, um... No one, no one will know what you do for the team. But like, I think eventually it'll just be what pep needs to hear it's like quickly yeah. said hey do we have the best players all right let's let's let them do what they do best the the minute i knew like my favorite highlight from this game um was not any of the goals i mean i enjoyed like the kdb off the bar holland header and that kdb curler later was disgusting but <clears throat> it's not even a goal but it's the it's the holland highlight to me that looked the most like his vintage Dortmund days when we were all salivating over him, right? Not that we haven't been this year, but it's been kind of up and down and that kind of thing, right? Um, and slow lately. Is I think it's KDB plays him a ball through and he just runs onto it with his left foot and hits the hardest shot right at like the near side of the goalie. Yeah. And it's one of these like the goalie saves it, but that was like vintage Dortmund Holland. It's just like yeah, I know exactly hungry four goals, right? And it's an absolute thunderclap like right but i I think that was like if you're you're, when you have him doing that that's the best perform of holland yeah right i I think also running at things and hitting them as hard as he can yeah on the second goal too where Um, it was the the quick one right after the penalty where he he's the one who closes down the keeper uh kind of forces him into that clearance just out and granted, he might have clipped him on the way through. It may have been a foul, like looking at the reverse angle. Didn't call not, it. Not though. on any of those guys wearing blue. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> but then um, then they, you know, City plays the ball back in. He sprints back, gets on the end of it, heads it on, um, gets it to De Bruyne, heads it on to De Bruyne, and, or heads it back, I guess, to De Bruyne. Yeah. De Bruyne takes that curling shot, and then he's just – He's sprinting all over. He's running forward and then backwards, then forwards to get on the rebound off the bar. Um, I mean, it's easy to say, like I said, in a game where he scores five goals, that this was probably his, you know, Mona Lisa this year of Mm -hmm. games. And that's not said lightly considering he's had what, like seven hat tricks at this point, but it looked the (sighs) most because city were still doing city type things in this game. Right. And Leipzig, it's hard to judge kind of Leipzig really had, you know, been mentally defeated by the second half, but they were playing some intricate balls and stuff. It wasn't all just launching it to Holland. It was just showing them, Hey, this is in our bag. Like you need to be conscious of this. And when they did that, they had a lot more space open up to, you know, make those little ticky tack, vintage city type plays. So, you know, we, we kind of, I said this a lot after the Arsenal game. I I hope they kind of implement this a bit more. Uh, Like I said, city, you don't have to pay me a 
strong salary. I'll just, you know, sit in peps. Something competitive. Well, hold on, hold on. Something competitive, right? Yeah. And something for the relocation of both of us. This podcast cannot be broken up by distance. So we will both need to move to England while Spencer right. works for City. Just 100%. a small relocation fee. Right. Just uh, dropping my name in that hat. But uh, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a ton of takeaways from this Pep game. Like, I mean, that's common sense, uh, <laughs> common common sense, sense associate. Hey, number nine, super good at soccer, man. Just in case you forgot, <laughs> you're doing but, a lot of drawing circles around Bernardo Silva right now, and that's that's great. He's very good at soccer. Holland, like crazy good, like really just, good, like unbelievable. Like get him the ball, it, you're, it's gonna be wild. You'll love it. But um, yeah, other than uh, moving on, we are. Freedom. I mean, yeah, that's... barring. Barring something crazy from Liverpool tomorrow, you and your club and my club, we are the great British hopes now. Absolutely. Yeah, the British the British media will love that. Who can we bet on in this Champions League final? Who who can we grab onto? Not our darlings Liverpool getting absolutely boat raced by uh, Real Madrid. No, we'll have to go with the two rich teams and they'll be sad about it. And then yeah, maybe you I can't wait get, for all those fun articles. I was going to say, you're going to get the Newcastle treatment and we're going to get the... Uh, spent a billion dollars treatment so you know can't wait to be mad at us but i genuinely hope liverpool doesn't pull it out tomorrow i'd rather i'd (laughs) rather uh but moving on speaking of not pulling it out or or really is i mean i don't think this game is as uncompetitive as both legs featuring tottenham but what is with the italian thank god napoli's here man to give us some sort of fluidity in italian football like if you just watch these two Italian teams play, right, uh, Inter and uh, and AC Milan, you'd be like, does Italy even like football? Like, they play a horrible brand of football when that's not at all what I think of Italian football. But Inter get through on a Romelu Lukaku goal to reach the final, or wow, to reach the, uh, to reach the next round. And... Um, how much money would you like to bid out of your personal bank account to a play Inter in the next round or AC Milan? If you could just guarantee an Italian team, right? Even if it's the risk of Napoli, how excited would you be personally for like your draw? Not very, honestly, because City kind of tend to struggle with these low block fucking don't do anything teams. So I, I Grand, Grand Napoli's Graham Potter put AC Milan in the headlock twice. So, I'm sure Pep would just be like, I don't know, Holland scored 15 or so in the first leg, and Holland will score 20 more in the second leg. I guess it, this a lot of that hinges on, like, have I secured this position of telling Pep to launch it once in a while? Because if I haven't, then I, 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 if I had, I'd feel a lot better about him. So I'd be like, yeah, they're going to sit low. Like, I just think, put Holland in behind. I think you have to let Pep be Pep a little bit, where he does need to kind of fuck up one game to get, like, back to his roots. He's like a great, like when an artist puts out like an experimental album and you're just like, oh, buddy, listen, this ain't it. Why don't you go back to what you do best and not put out like, you know, like <laughs> I can't even think of it. I can think of a couple examples, but I don't, I don't well, know. That it's like, I always think of like, like that example leads me to like, um, I, I'm a big all time low guy. So like they, oh, sure. they had a bunch, bunch of really good, like pop punk, like, uh, more underground records and then they got signed by a big label and they put out like it was okay but definitely their worst album and then they were like fuck that came back and you gotta stick you with know, fueled by ramen absolute you can't you gotta stick with fueled by ramen i think isn't yeah. that them right yeah that's 
See? Rooster teeth fueled by ramen, one of those things. I don't think it was rooster teeth, but that's very funny. Um, Maybe not. Um, But no, that's a great example. I was thinking of like um, Chance the Rapper put out a new, like in 2012, he had coloring book and I was like, whatever year it was. And I was like, I love everything going on here. This is my favorite. I would drive, I'd listen to that album every day. And then his next album was so bad that I've given up. Like (laughs) (laughs) his next album was so bad and like, not at all what I needed at the time. I felt like actually he let me down. I was kind of mad mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. I still am. But, and then he came uh, back with some heat afterwards. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of did like just write it off a little bit. Oh, he just, you know, totally. Oh, so he like, he got he, he sacked. Came out, he came out with one, a bad album um, mm-hmm. after Coloring Book. And then two, it was also like such a happy, like everybody's great and everything is good. And I'm just like, not at all what I needed at the time too. So it was bad. And it was like, not my, not what I needed. Yeah. Right. When I was like, too much like, acid going on. No, it wasn't even the acid rap. It was like, everybody's great. This is so good. My life is great. And I was like in a bad spot. And I was like, this ain't it chief. Like, I need depressing <laughs> shit. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah, or, or even just like exciting shit, but it was just like, things are good. I'm like, I'm in love. And I'm like, get out of here with this. This is absolutely not what we need. Do you love how we've turned the um, Porto versus Milan Inter Milan <laughs> segment into like all time low and chance the rapper talk? But honestly, this game was really this this game and both these games were really boring. So I, yeah. I don't know. Do you have um, a ton more on it? Like good on Milan. They've grinded their way through. Like it looks like we're going to have three Italian teams in this uh, last eight, which yeah. is great for Italy. But yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I I, think, I'd like them to be a little more attractive in the way they play. If they're going to stay yeah, here. Well, it's like, it's like Napoli sucked all the attractive Italian football, like into a vacuum and they just have it all. Like basically they just went like Luigi's mansion. They just sucked all, or no, they went uh space jam and took all their creative talent and just put <laughs> it all into like Ashman and uh Felia, like, it's just not there. What's important is that both your team and my team employ the goal, the uh, the goal scoring winners in each of these ties that take place today, right? <laughs> Lukaku got a bad goal or like a cheap, not a cheap goal, a pretty good goal in the first leg to carry Inter through, and Holland scored a bajillion. So, you know, everybody's happy. It's all working out for both sides. <laughs> Everybody gets out happy, but um, I don't know. Like, good on them. The uh, like we said too. Um, there's two games tomorrow. We gotta record a little earlier this week because Andrew's traveling up this way. Ooh. But uh, Madrid, Liverpool, both these fixtures, like both these ties, kind of feel done. We'll see if something crazy happens. But Napoli is gonna be at home against Frankfurt, already up two 0 from the reverse fixture, and Madrid obviously had the five two at Anfield going home. I don't know. Sometimes crazy things happen at the Bernabeu, but normally they happen for Real Madrid. Well, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe they go down. Maybe they go down four nil and then they like rescue a fucking goal right at the end or something, send it to extra time and win. But uh, I just, don't know. Just salt in Zach's wounds of just being yeah. Like, this is a horrible time. Well, um, they did something similar. That's like kind of what they did to you guys last year, wasn't it? That like you guys yeah, were down by we, two or something, and then you came back tight and they scored super late, and I spoiled the game for you because I didn't know you were watching on tape delay, and I felt really bad. <laughs> I'm one. I'm glad that that stuck with you longer than it stuck with me because I I did not remember that. But now that you say it. That is a hundred percent what happened. Um, <laughs> um, yes, but we didn't. All of the confidence from that game came during the game. 
Whereas like they didn't beat it, beat us really out of it in the first game. It was like mm-hmm. a competitive two nil, right? It's like two nil. They scored, but I didn't, I didn't feel like going into that game that we were dead. Right. right? Um, we were, but like also we weren't for a while, which is hilarious that you were, I, <laughs> I'm just laughing that you remember you spoiled that for me. That's very funny. Oh, it was We've like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. It's cause it was spoiling with bad news. Well, like right? now I feel like we have to tell like the story though of like, no, go ahead. Take, take it away. Yeah, take it away. That it's like, um, to be fair, I was not warned that you were watching it on delay. And all I did was, I, and I, I believe it was actually like, the game would have been like this time, like, you know, normal time in the afternoon. I think I texted you at like seven o'clock that night. And I was like, I hadn't even watched the game either live. I just, I, 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 I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like five, five thirty. So it was like barely would have been getting home from work time. Okay. Fair. But even that, okay. continue, continue. A little later in the afternoon. So I thought we were in a safe zone here and I was like, man, sorry. Like that sucks to lose that way. And you like, you were very nice about it. <laughs> it was like, a, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. I haven't seen it yet. And then it was a just heart and mouth moment for me. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> but you live which, and you which, learn now. Now you've been very proactive about giving me the well, warning. So and, we're, and it, we're, and you live and you learn. It's funny because like that was still at kind of the beginning of our soccer, constant soccer talk. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like it built after that. Um, whereas like before I used to like that, that year in particular, I feel like I was talking like Chelsea a lot with my brother. Right. So I told, I know I texted him like, Hey, you know, I'm not gonna be able to watch it. live, And like, he wasn't ever going to watch it live anyways, but he would text me if he like saw the score or something like that. And now all that focus has pretty much shifted to texting Spencer, occasionally Zach, still my brother sometimes, right. If it's going to be like a big Chelsea game and I'm going to watch, be watching on tape delay as is my favorite thing to do. But, um, <laughs> very, the American very dream. Um, to take to take it back to uh, that was a really awesome preview of uh, Madrid Liverpool. Um, Liverpool kind of did show in the first twenty minutes of that first leg with Madrid that they can just come out firing and punish you for mistakes um, that Madrid are a little prone to, and then they always kind of recover. So I think that'll be the more exciting kind of game, right? Um, like, especially if like, if early, like Mo Salah, like curls went around Courtois, right? Like, I think it'll be a fun game, right? What I actually want from the Napoli Frankfurt game, I want Napoli to be like, that was a cool seven goals that you scored. Um, but I would like to score seven more of our own. I'd like, I'd like Napoli to kind of cement themselves as one of the top, most exciting teams this year. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll definitely talk about those in our in our next episode as we have to record early, like we talk about. But um, speaking of one disappointing Liverpool result, we sure have another to talk about from this weekend in the Premier League. We got Bournemouth one on another. Is it Philip or Peter Billing? I get it wrong every time, but it was a Peter Philip Phil Bill. I think it's Phil Bill. Phil, is it? I see. I feel like Phil Bill is too easy to remember, and I always go Peter. But an excellent P dot billing goal to give this one to Bournemouth, and kind of the result of the weekend, I would say. Um, but no thoughts on another disappointing Liverpool performance. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of just something we've alluded to a lot on here, man. Like 
what Liverpool is going to show up on any given day. Like as you were saying that, like we're talking about the Madrid fixture coming up. Like it is. Phil yeah. Bill. I mean, thanks bud. It, it, Phil Bill, 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 Bill. but um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they, they beat United seven nil. That's what we're talking about last episode. And then they come out and lay an egg against Bournemouth, the team they beat. And like, this is the perfect microcosm. They beat this team nine nil earlier this year in the reverse fixture right. and they lose one nil to them today. So it's like when they're literally sitting last in the Premier League, like yeah, there's not an easier game on the schedule. We're yeah. coming into this week, and they're just kind of laying egg, man. Which to um, you know, not just make it about like what the hell are Liverpool like? Huge, huge three points for Bournemouth. Huge oh, on them. For sure. We're going to talk more about the bottom of the table a little later, but that's huge on them to kind of maybe give themselves a little more of a shot. That's three points they wouldn't expect. And they played well in this game, really compact and didn't give up a ton to Liverpool, but yeah, um, just Liverpool. It's, it's kind of the same thing as Tottenham. And we kind of alluded to that last week when they had the big win. It was like, I know I was a little more cautious of like, are they going to kick on from this? Like, yeah, they beat their biggest rival seven, nothing. That's huge. But uh, I mean, they, right. they've can had you these build? results this season, right? They've had that can, these results this can season. You they've fill, had these big results. Off of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and the answer is no, <laughs> no, though they could, we, we just, we don't know what Liverpool is going to be any given week. And uh, I, I just think we're to the point we can't trust them. Like, I, I don't trust them to get into the top four. Maybe, I, I think on their best, like, they're right there still. Like, on these good days, they're still up there with, you know, the Arsenals, the Cities, the Uniteds of the League right now. I mean, they just beat United 7 nothing, like we said. But right you just don't know what you're going to get. That consistency is just not there this season. and um, now nah, I, I think that's you know there's some big questions still to be asked there uh going forward with that club what are your thoughts um i think just kind of like i i mean it's a team you can clearly just show up play your best game and beat right which i feel like usually liverpool right like you play your best game against like a clop liverpool team and maybe you walk away with a point Right. And that like kind of that rule goes out to everybody this year. Anybody who shows up and plays their best game can have three points like against Liverpool. And that's just not something, you know, we're used to seeing. And that's a lot of why we've talked about them so much this year is because (laughs) what do you what do you another team that's just like, hey, what do you what do you make of this team? But uh, um I think I am ready to get into it. You kind of brought it up, but Arsenal and City both take care of business this weekend. I got Arsenal with a 3-0 win versus Fulham um, at Fulham, and Crystal Palace could not score against a kind of not a great Man City game, but they kind of, you know what I mean? Like, they pulled it out, right? They kept themselves in the title race, but um, big thoughts on any of the uh, league leaders here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll just tackle City first. We did a lot of City talk, uh, obviously, already. Um, This was a game they kind of struggled through, right? It was Mm -hmm. similar to kind of what Arsenal's been doing of late. They kind of just ground out a victory here on the road away from home. Uh, Wasn't easy, but got a penalty uh, later in the match and able to win 1-0. Otherwise, yeah, didn't have a ton on that one. For Arsenal... um, 
you know, we, we said that could be a little bit of a banana skin potentially. And, uh, they swerved right past that. They did not touch that banana skin at all. It went up early, uh, 21st and 26th minutes, got goals and another one before halftime had three assists, uh, from Trossard on those goals, which yeah, man. looks good. I've heard some, looks good playing I've, with them. yeah, I, I heard like some people, you know, when that signing, I think me and you both were pretty, you know, uh, bullish on that signing. We both thought that was a good signing for them and their window of like, because that, that's right, right when they lost out on Mudrick and stuff. And it was, right. oh, like this is their backup plan and stuff. And I was like, well, like, not that we don't think Mudrick's going to be a really good player, but this is much more the finished product now. And oh, absolutely. we're kind of seeing that. You get three goals, I mean, three assists from him in this game. And he's had a couple other big moments for them as well in this title push. Um, it's been a good signing for them, a good depth signing that's given them really good support behind Saka and Martinelli and their other wingers. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's working out well. Um, but yeah, yeah, well on I- Arsenal, this was a pretty emphatic kind of win on the road against it's- a team that's been really good this year. And, and it, it's taking care of, and like Fulham's been very good. I don't want to take anything away from them this year, right? We, we love Fulham here. Um, but this is how you're supposed to be, like this win is more indicative of like a team winning the title, right? Than City getting by this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. City had a different kind of like a gritty kind of win. Um, Palace is a more t- offensively talented team, I think it's safe to say, like, Wolf Zaha can pull a penalty out of nowhere. Elise can hit one from 35 with his left foot, and all of a sudden you're in trouble, right? Like, I think, like, like just on their individual talent alone, I don't think they attack that well as a group, but individually they can pull a rabbit out of a hat, right? I don't think of Fulham doing that much. I think it takes, like, a good team goal from Fulham to score. Um, but they, they shut them down, I think, you bring up a great point about Trossard bringing like that versatility kind of to that group um, because anybody who can play with Saka and Martinelli and still contribute is, is great because it's those two guys are like, get them the ball, get out of the way. Cause I two goals from Martinelli, man, he's, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I hate what color he's wearing when he plays, but he is a ton of fun, man. Yeah. Um, We'll, we'll see. I, I think that as far as the title race goes, there's still, you know, story to be written here. I, I think that, uh, look, I, like sometimes you step back and you look at the numbers, right? As somebody that's chasing Arsenal and it's like City are having a pretty typical City season. It's just Arsenal have been sensational. So you still think that, you know, there's still obvious that fixture between them. That's three points and there's still a two point gap, but uh there's there's still potential banana skins out there for arsenal we'll see how it plays out there there's a lot of people ready to coronate them out of this weekend that i saw and i think it's still a bit early for all that but uh look they look yeah, they I, looked really good i i think until you play that second game right like it's kind of all to play for right yeah i think it's safe like both teams will slip up here right city was closer to doing that this weekend than arsenal but we've seen the opposite be true um yeah, Arsenal's and, been playing with fire lately. But yeah, but um I think speaking of of the banana peels, let's talk about some of those banana peels. We already covered it. Big win for Bournemouth, the actual bottom team coming in this week. Um gets themselves all the way up to 18th, right? So they are I have to move my stupid thing over. 
tied on points with West Ham. West Ham sitting on 24 points after a, I don't, can you call it a big draw with Villa? Like, I mean, it was, it was good for them, right? They're technically safe, but they could have won that game and uh, didn't quite come up with enough. Um, Wolves lose to Newcastle. Um, Brighton and Leeds tied. And then I think the other biggest result here at the bottom was Everton, Sean Dyching their way through Brentford, getting a 1-0 win and getting them up to 15th on 25 points. Far from safety still as there's, what, I think 11 weeks left, depending on 11 games left, depending on how many uh, games they've played. But getting up to 25 points, man, Sean Dyche getting it done yeah um it's starting to kind of feel like they just have probably enough of these one nils left in them to save themselves i'm starting to believe in everton just that they're gonna have bad results and stuff still they're just gonna grind out you know three or four more of these before the end of the season i think and that's gonna be enough to give them safety but just overall like I know we've been saying it all year, but it just we're, you know, through 26 or 27 games for all these teams now. And like Crystal Palace <laughs> is dragged into this now too, man. They're only yeah. three points from seven, eight. Yeah. They're only three points up on Bournemouth and 18th. Um, obviously better goal difference and stuff, but uh, like this is Lester's back in this again. Nottingham forest is still in this. This is, I, I don't know how to call this, man. It's literally going to be, as these teams have 11 or 12 games left, who's who's going to have a bad run of form in these? Like, you lose five straight games or something, you're probably toast. That's whoever's right. whoever has the worst run of form is going to be the teams that are going down. And yeah. um, oh, it's 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 really exciting. Like relegation wise, it's about as exciting as it's ever been as I'm watching because it's just I I have no clue. I, I literally am to the point of like Southampton got to draw it united this weekend too and it's like pick pick three of these teams three of these what two four six eight nine teams and just pretty much pick them out of a hat yeah anybody below i think it's villa there's on like villa's the only villa's my yeah no but that's the line half the league that's my mendoza line uh, yeah uh ashton villa sit in 11th right now with 35 points and anybody 12 through 20 is a bad run of form away from being in here. Um, would you like to real quick with me rank the t- the top three teams you think are most likely to be safe out of that group? Because I'm looking at it now, and I've I've got my my top three. I think are are likely to be okay. I think to not just be boring and pick the three that are the highest in the table. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with. Everton, I like I said, I think Ooh, they're just gonna dice. I think they're gonna that. dice their. I, I think they're they gonna dice, dice their way to enough of them. Bought their way. They've they can see, you know, they can they can see the uh, way through the path here. They they got a game played more than a lot of these teams, but I just think that they have three or four more of these one nils in them, and that's probably going to be enough to at least get them sixteenth, seventeenth. Um. Leicester, I think, are gonna figure this out. I like they. We're going to talk about the Chelsea game in a second, but they, they like did not, they lost, but they did not look horrible in this game. They had some chances that they missed some really horrifying chances. They missed Dewsbury Dewsbury. Hall in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I I think that crystal palace will be fine, but like you look at crystal palace, they have six wins this year, man. Like that's 11 draws is not, 
But like, I, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like every game with that's what I was saying earlier. Crystal Palace has enough attacking talent, right? I, I maybe I'm overrating like Elise and uh, um, Zaha. Oh, Eze. Eze. Yeah, Eze is the guy I keep forgetting. Um, maybe I'm overrating them because they certainly don't seem to be able to finish. But I mean, Elise is up there for like goal of the year with that free kick. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't get that out of my mind. And you know, it's not like. You know, just having a good guy that can take free kick to get you out of here. I mean, ask James Ward Prowse down in down in twentieth for Southampton. But um, yeah, man, I Crystal Palace being this low is shocking to me. It's super like sneaky. They're even there because like I've, all I ever hear about Crystal Palace is like, oh, what a job Patrick Vieira is doing. He's like a really quality manager, and I, I don't think they've been. Like when I think of teams that have been bad this year, I don't think of them at first, but it just kind of goes to show that they are just not picking up wins. They haven't lost as much as some of these teams, but they're just—I mean, I don't know, man. No, like they're very there's, sneakily there's down art, there. You can you can tie your way out of this, right? Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they have just—they are tied on wins with everybody but Leeds, who has five. Yeah. Right. And like that's. Not not and, how I thought this was going, and all of a sudden, they just got dragged into it, man. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, 100%. And I 100% reserve the right to change those three at any time because, like, these teams, it, it's just the most neurotic season ever, man, because, like, every time we write a team off, it's like they figure it out. Every time we think a team's, you know, like, we thought a couple weeks ago, like, I was saying Wolves need to send me an invoice because they looked good, and the Lopetegui bounce seems to have completely worn off there. Like, they're just in a free fall again. Like, I... Nottingham Forest, we thought they were good. They're falling again. Like Leicester, West Ham, we thought they were out of here. Nope. Leeds, we thought might be dead. They go get a huge draw away at Brighton. Like, or no, they were at home, but still, like that's a huge draw. With yeah, that's a huge result. This year. Yep. I, I can't figure it out, man. It's there. All of these teams are just as mystifying to me as like the Liverpool <laughs> and Tottenham's at the top, where I'm just like, what the fuck are you this year? <laughs> I, I mean. The one I, and I, I mean, we do this every podcast, but like David Moyes, what are we doing, man? Like they got a draw here this weekend against Aston Villa. They had this, like, they celebrated like a win, which like at this point, any points are good points, right? They're, but they gave up an early goal and they fought their way back on a Ben Rama pen. But like, this was not a good showing the game. Like I watched the game. This was not a like. Oh, one one great game, like both teams like it's kind of a disjointed game. Like they didn't look good in attack, they didn't look good on defense. Like, what are you hanging your hat on? What's the like outside of past performance and we always made Europe last like we almost made Europe last year is gonna be what they say when they get relegated. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? I wouldn't say I'm rooting for them, but I am just like rooting for them to get relegated. I am just looking at them going like what is the plan? Do something different. But we've, we've heard my West Ham rant before. I think it's time to transfer that to Leicester as they've all of a sudden absolutely just found themselves in the muck down here. And once you're in the muck, man, you are in the muck. Like James Madison, very good player. Patson Daka, good player. Like <laughs> Dewsbury Hall, not a great finisher. No, but he's better from like, <laughs> he's better from like 30 yards out. Like, uh, you know, like I think of Harvey Barnes is good. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I 
Oh, just let's uh, let's spin zone a little bit because we talked about coronations a little bit earlier, right? And sure. I, I got to ask you, man, are we ready to coronate Graham Potter Ooh. as a good manager? <laughs> I, I mean, look, three, games, three in a row, three in a row for Chelsea. Um, and let's like, start there. How, how does it feel for you? How do you feel, man? It's been a while. I'm not I didn't talking know you could. I didn't. I didn't know you could win three in a row. I thought there was something against it. Um, you have to throw like a horrible tie or maybe just preferably a bad loss in there just to mix things up. But, um, but really, I think that I don't know. There are three types of like wins that Potter's had. Right, the game against Leeds was one nil and not a good game, but Chelsea survived and got three points. Right, that's what good teams do. Chelsea's not a good team, but that's what good teams do, right? That's like a trait of a good team. We just talked about City doing it this weekend, right? And then the next game they go to is Dortmund at home, where Potter has had no love, right? Like, it's one of those where, like, I almost wish they were playing the second leg away, just so that, like, I was like, oh, if this doesn't go well, like, he's going to get booed, right? Because they were go they were down 1-0 going into that tie, so a come from behind win at home where like everything he touched was like the right call. Right. Then to come out and like things are going well. Right. And it was one, one with Lester. Right. Chelsea had a nice goal earlier from Ben Chilwell, who will absolutely uh, celebrate against the team he used to play for, which is always one of my favorite things. So can't wait for the English media to be mad at him. Um, How he dare he expected Lester who was literally booing him. Every time he touched the ball, like they didn't get yeah. $60 million. For what an asshole oh, for celebrating. What a jerk. What a jerk. Uh, well, <laughs> it's like one of these, like going into the game, he maybe he wasn't going to celebrate, but like he got booed. I was like listening to the first five minutes of the game while I was doing something else. And mm-hmm. I could tell when him or Fofana had the ball because they were just getting booed off the pitch, right? Which is a fun part of soccer. Um, but they go and you know, Showell gets a nice volley in there. And then Patson Daka against the run of play just beats Keppa. I think it's near post there. Um on a really on a really nice shot, but it's one one. And Chelsea f- took control of the game back and and won. Spencer, when was the last time that happened? They've they've never overcome any adversity under that. Like it's always just been a continual problem, including scoring a goal before half so that people went in the halftime feeling good. Like that's just a list of things you would like to see from a game, right? From that your, uh, home, your home team puts off. So to stop my own monologue here, are you a believer in Potter? Cause I feel like I've got some pretty good receipts on giving time and that kind of stuff. Not that we're out of the woods yet. There's literally nothing we can do to get out of 10th place apparently. So thoughts, buddy. Well, let me uh, unpack it first, as you asked me. When's the last time I saw that? And um, we've already went into you know a bit of a music tangent on this episode, <laughs> so let's go right back into it. To quote Stained, it's been a while! <laughs> <laughs> it had been a while, my friend. But uh, <laughs> look, uh, it's three in a row. I, I don't know. Like This is just weird, I feel like, to even have this conversation about Chelsea, right? I, I've grown up in the era of watching this, and Chelsea's been a absolute behemoth in the sport since I've watched. Like it's, it's, I would say for my money, like Liverpool's been in this great run over the last you know five, six years or so. Like me, when I first got into the sport, it was like meeting you was good for 
you know, me like softening on my views on Chelsea because that's who I like was they're our main competition, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's like it's like it's going to be City or it's going to be Chelsea. It was a down time for United. Right. Right. Like who's actually your biggest enemy. And it was right. Arsenal wasn't that like similar for me. I saw City the same way because Arsenal wasn't that great at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Never worry about Tottenham there. We didn't even talk about them. And you know what? We're not going to. But just move on with our lives. Um, But yeah, man. No, go go ahead. I'm just laughing about I I think that, uh, you know, like three straight, we're starting to see a bit of an identity with this team, right? Like we're starting to see the parts kind of come together. And we had said for a while, like some of these results were just so unlucky. It's just like, how could they not be scoring these chances? Some of those are starting to fall now. They're getting a couple breaks, like at the other end of things, not going in. Things are just starting to even out a bit. They've come out of this really bad patch and, I mean, I, I said it several times that I just wanted them to get a win just so Potter could kind of come up for air because I do yeah. believe that they, as a board, wholeheartedly believe in him long term. It was just getting to a point it was so toxic that they may have had to sack him just so the fans didn't burn down Stamford Bridge. <laughs> so, Which they're not having a remodel, so I don't. I think even that we could have spun, to be honest. Oh. Well, they, they might save on some demolition <laughs> costs then, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, – look, I, I think there's a good manager there. I thought he was good at Brighton. I think that I'm starting to see things from him now. And, um, you know, let's just – just like the uh, the meme, like hold up, let him cook. Like let's see what we got here before we all start just throwing this guy out. I, I think that he's – like like I said, I, I believe that, you know, the Champions League still alive, obviously, into the last eight. Great British hope along with City. Or, you know, asterisk maybe Liverpool. But – yeah, let's let's see what we got here. It's it's kind of, like I said, a lost season sort of for him, and let's let's see if we've got a long term good solution here or not. And I'm just happy to see some good results kind of stack up here. So we've got a bit more a bit more leash than with the fan base, hopefully. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. Um, I do feel like with that brand of positivity. Um, the only real way to kind of end this off is there's clearly a Sean Deitch masterclass incoming this weekend as uh, Chelsea pulls Everton. So feel free to have all these positive feelings redacted. But speaking <laughs> of positive feelings being redacted, Spencer, what is going on with the United States men's national team drama? What did we have this week come out? Oh, well, we had the uh, the findings of that independent investigation uh, that we talked about a while back when the whole blackmail, Gates, Bear Hall, Terrena drama thing all went on. Um, and uh, I, I mean, honestly, if you followed us through that, uh, basically everything we knew then is it was just kind of all corroborated. Like, right. It was. Yeah. Yep. nothing we really didn't know just some of them it's just more context to it um we retweeted on our twitter uh, kyle banagura banagura from espn i believe that's how you say it sorry kyle if not i'm sure you'll never hear this but whatever <laughs> um he had <laughs> some great quotes like he, he had some great quotes like he had gone through the whole report and stuff um just some of the fun quotes out of it that i thought uh was <laughs> Danielle is, it, hold on. is this fun or fun in quotation marks? Because like, 
like fun. You know, like none of it's that. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm no, just it's like it, they were they were funny quotes, right? Just to read Danielle Reyna to an unnamed U.S. soccer employee. Quote: Once this tournament is over, I can make one phone call and give one interview, and his cool sneakers and bounce passes will be gone. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> it's crazy that she was talking about Steph Curry, which is insane. <laughs> I, I hope Steph Curry does not get fired. Um, be a huge sad thing. But I mean, overall, this is just uh, look. Um, uh, uh, my stance has always been right that I think that tactically there's enough there where Bear Halter, like we we we're probably ready. I, I appreciate what he's done for like the soccer culture and stuff with the team. Yeah. I'm sorry I think for how tact- it's ended, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely think Greg Bearhalter is a good guy, right? I'm not one of these guys that just thinks he's the biggest piece of shit ever. He made a really bad mistake when he was younger, and you know, had the domestic thing with his wife. They've obviously moved past that. He seems to. F- uh, he very much to me seems genuinely remorseful about it. Yeah, but he's tried to move past it. And so I, I don't hold that against him anymore. I'm, I'm a big believer in second chances and stuff. His wife obviously has forgiven him for it as they're still married and stuff. But um, uh, like, like I said, I, I'm ready to move on. Like they did clear him and said he was fit to still coach this team should the Federation decide to do that. I don't anticipate that being a thing actually, but nonetheless, like just at least kind of has his name cleared. Overall, the, the people that really come out of this with a lot of scuff on their egos and their uh likeness is the reinas man because this is particularly danielle and claudio because this is just yeah i oh like okay i'm to keep it just only about soccer because like this is so gross like i don't care at all what daniel you know what i mean like i don't care what all what daniel reina had to say to be honest right but this is like a disgruntled parent but he was in a, like he was our best or one of our best players for like eight eight years of the national team, right? Like two full yeah. cycles, and longer than that, like an important part of the team. So to have like how bad he and they kind of were about this whole thing, like it puts Geo in a really tough spot because mm-hmm. either one, right? How many people do you know that think like their parents, right? Whether it's the right stuff or the wrong stuff. Right. And he's definitely hearing about it. It's not like the Reina's only turned to, you know, U.S. soccer management to complain, but told Reina, you know, between themselves, told Geo, like, hey, keep pushing out there. Right. They were obviously going, yeah, this guy sucks. I can't believe it. They didn't play like sowing the seeds of like this issue with Reina. Right. Because everybody's reaction was like, Reina's a great kid. Right. Like Dortmund's guy came out right away and was like supportive of him. But so either one Reina thinks like his parents do, which a lot of people do, right? Not not going to fault you that way, but he's going to think this should be handed to me and this is not, you know, this isn't right. I was, you know, mistreated, which I don't want from our best player. Or two, he's just in a horrible spot, right? Now he's got to sit there and like go against what his parents say or not be part of this, right? Like where does this end to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the ending is going to be tricky, man. Like, obviously, some amends are going to have to be made on both sides. Just, just kind of to piggyback on what you were saying, like of him being fed that by his parents and stuff. And like, th- these aren't 
normal parents. Like you said, Claudio is a guy that was with this exact program for a long time. Uh, Danielle was on the women's uh, side. Exactly. Yes. So there are people that are familiar with the Federation and stuff and they're being fed this, you know, uh, frankly, propaganda-esque like type stuff to their son. And like part of it that came out too was in this investigation was some of the fallout was that like Gio was in camp and that it, it probably wasn't as simple as he was just told he's not going to have a role. Like we, we kind of heard rumblings about the scrimmage and stuff, but there was more that kind of came out that he was just like pouting on the field, like not doing um, team exercises and stuff, just really throwing a tantrum quite frankly, because he was unhappy with his role or whatever. And like, look, we have expelled our, faiths in geo as a footballer like that he's so good that we think he's quite possibly the best player on our team like he's one of the most yeah. if not best player one of the most talented players our country's ever produced uh technical right. especially as, at this age right right now yeah. right still so young the too, future right. nobody's stars brighter right? right that's just the truth and so like even despite that like you played team sports as a kid. I played team sports as like when I was younger, like these, the, like we did not play it nearly anything close to a level of like the U S national team, obviously. But like, even if the kid's one of the better kids on your team and you're in practice and you're doing everything you can and you see maybe you're the best player on the team. And he's like, you guys are doing wind sprints across the gym or uh, down and backs and hockey rink. And this kid's taking it easy. Like, I don't want that on my team. I want a guy that's going to go to battle with me. So I can fully right. see where this was a, with, with the hindsight of everything we've seen, like where this is, this was fitting that it was like, he could have been voted off this team. His teammates chose to forgive him and give him another chance. And that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Right. But, I don't agree with the fact that we know about that actually happening. Right. Like, but you know, like I, that should have stayed in house. Greg shouldn't have came out and said like there was a vote. We almost kicked someone off the team. Yes, I'm not yes. gonna say who, but it could have been anybody. Yes, like, that's and like that. That's what I, we should circle back right to say. But we've we've been on the record of this before of saying like we don't agree with the way Bear Halters handle things either. Like he's made his mistakes in this, but yeah. like overall, it's just it's really to me like <laughs> we we we'd already kind of have you know, put Greg to the fire of his part in this. Like it's still to me by far the Reinas that just come out with so much stick on oh this. My yeah. It just, and like geo included. Yeah. And it, it's <laughs> like my, my thing is like, there's for, for great players, right. A lot of times coaches will put up with so much, like more of their crap than ever than other people's. Right. Like the rules, I've always been told like with teams, right? The rules are fair. They're not fair to everyone, right? If, you know, unless you're, you know, if if everybody misses curfew, right? Everybody gets punished. If just the team stars two minutes late to curfew, maybe you look the other way on that one because you need them to perform, right? Right. Um, But these are the kind of things that burn up a lot of goodwill that we should have towards Gio Reyna. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we've said it on here before. He's probably like, he's the best player on our team for the next like 10 years going forward. Right. And now it's like, well, is he even going to be on the team? Right. And I don't want anybody's parents to like not come to the games and not watch them play. But is that where we're at with us soccer here? Like Claudio Arena, don't come back, like stay at home. 
<laughs> don't text any of us. <laughs> Leave <Yeah>. us alone. <laughs> there, there might be something Get your in toxic place ass to like, out of here. Like, uh, there might be something in place with the parents. I should say that um, there is a report that Geo is expected to be on the roster in March here. So tomorrow, look, uh, and that's noon that's, uh, roster yeah. drop, baby. Yes, sir. And um, that is, you know, I, I think a sign in the, like, like I said before, I, I don't think Greg's going to be back in this job. I think that that's just, we, we can't go back to that now. I think that even though it's not necessarily all on him, this whole blackmail scandal thing, like he had his wrong parts, but I don't think he deserved to be absolutely sewered the way he did. But um, I think that relationship just, it, it that might be beyond men. So I, I think the Federation's going to move forward with Geo. I believe it came yeah. out that Anthony Hudson had met with Geo also. So getting Gio him back no on side. He was. Yeah. He had to Google me. He said, you post Coach Bahrain? <laughs> Leave me alone. You know, just like, like, but, it, like I, I, I would love for, like geo to just come out and be like hey my parents are kind of insane i know i was acting like a brat but i'm what 20 now or 21 now how old is he because in my head it's like one of these things where he's still like 17 years old and i know he's not yeah it's like if you know like you're it's like if you know some of your siblings like or your your friends siblings and you can't believe they're older than the last time you saw them it's like oh yeah he's not He's like an actual like 20, 21 year old player now. He's not just the 17 year old kid who like might play for Dortmund, right? Like that's how right. I remember you. Um, but yeah, I, I think repairing this relationship has to be the focus for US soccer until they find a coach, right? Because it needs to come in and be simpatico on the on the higher up level, right? So a new coach can come in and, and do their thing. Yeah, certainly. Um and I think that's kind of where I, I'm comfortable putting this to bed for now. I, I hope this is the end of this whole thing. Um, We're trying one, to make thing, an attractive situation unattractive for future coaches. And that's what I hate about this. It's like, if you're, I mean, we've joked about like Pep and that kind of thing, but like realistically, if you're like a high level coach and you're like, oh, they're going to be hosting the next World Cup. They've got this young talent. I got to deal with Gio. I got to deal with Claudio Reyna. Like it isn't, it's not, it's definitely not a point for the U S and why you would want to come here and be a big time coach. So, but yeah, that was, that was my last thought on it. Yeah. I I think just uh, like one other nugget is that it kind of came out that the Reynas weren't super cooperative in the investigation. I I, I tend (laughs) to hope that's a sign of they like have maybe realized this has not gone to plan. This did not go the way they wanted to. And hopefully they're just trying to I, I, look, maybe this is blind optimism. I'm hoping clearly, that's clearly they know how to deal well with things when they don't go their way. So I'm sure it was just you know, <laughs> a complete misunderstanding and not them. Can you believe well, they wanted to ask us questions about our boy Gio? Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, man, you, I, I don't know. Okay. We, I, I'm, I'm going to be blindly optimistic that this was like a, that's more of a sign that they were like, we have fucked up and we are just going to just like, uh, take a hands off. Let's just bury this type of attitude. I, I can only hope for geo in particular, like you said, only 20, uh, this is not a good look, but the fact that he's expected to be back in this camp, um. Hopefully, we got him back on side. Hopefully, he learns from this. Hopefully, That's really reporting. All you can hope. Hopefully, participating in team activities. 
yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's really all you can hope, right? Is that he learns from this and that he, like, look, I was a fucking idiot when I was twenty. I'm sure you were a true. fucking idiot when you were twenty. No, um, I've got, I was great then. I'm way worse. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, there, there aren't any good twenty year olds. Is something I've jokingly <laughs> said for a long time. Like, twenty three year olds resurface and become people again, but yeah, the ages it's, of like it's, nineteen to twenty two. It's just tough, man. It's something I think that we get, especially in soccer, because it's like a lot more prevalent with these young kids coming through. Like you see like 16, 17, 18 year olds coming through quite often. And that, you know, we we were like, oh, they're so young. But I think just because they are professionals that we kind of get lost in the maturity arc at times, which, you know, they, they grow up in a different environment. They probably do become a bit more mature because of some factors and stuff. But uh, like look there's there's still young men that are going to make mistakes young men young women whatever and um yeah hopefully he learns from it get him back on side because uh he's a talent that we'd really like to have with the team but he's incredible like like, like i said you, you got to have him participating you can't have him basically calling mom, calling mom and dad when it's not going oh, yeah. well can you yeah, come pick or, me up can you come pick me up it's like a yeah. kid at a bad sleepover his first bad sleepover I don't, yeah. I don't like, we're not, we're going to watch a movie. I know I'm not supposed to watch. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> yeah. We'll come pick you up. Like, yeah, I don't know. You can't, uh, I, you can't just bail the first time that somebody turns on a saw movie or something. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you have to do it artfully as someone who's been doing it their entire life. You're going to need a good friend like my friend, Megan, and just pretend actually that my friend at the other high school, we had plans. I'd love to hang out, but that's been a long standing uh, thing we've had. But speaking of bail, We'll go to Gareth in his former home of the MLS for the MLS Minute. Spencer, have the boys lost? Three and O. Oh, three three and oh. behind victories, Andrew. The boys are setting MLS on fire. En fuego. En fuego. It's, uh, Not that I've watched a minute of it. Great job, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and this, uh, to be fair, like this one, um, hard to watch with the whole Apple TV type thing. This was the free Apple game Shrink this week. Go game. away. Shrink. Shrink the game. Apple TV. <laughs> this was the free game this week. They're doing a free game every week, and this oh, was the free game. thank so, you, Apple TV. So oh, I was able to watch so this one away sweet. at Portland. And uh, look, live, Port- how, considering you live how far from the stadium, it was it was almost impossible to watch this game. Well, this this game was in Portland, so I live quite far away from there. Uh, well, the state, the hometown stadium, where you would assume you're part of the local broadcast rights, but those don't exist. No blackouts, no. though, except for pay us a thousand dollars. But no blackouts. I gotta, well, that's kind of nice. <laughs> Sorry, I, this is the end of the whole <laughs> But I have a thought on blackouts, right? Which um, I'm I'm a big hockey guy, right? And uh, you know, obviously, I if you are familiar with hockey, I'm into uh, Spit and Chicklets, the hockey podcast, like one of the bigger podcasts out there. And one of the guys on there, RA, he he's really into like calling out NHL blackouts, which they are dumb. I don't like blackouts and stuff either, but I understand what the rules are. Yeah. Right. And I I think that's fine. And we grew up with it. We get it. Right. And I I think generally like he'll, he'll retweet a lot of people like complaining about blackouts. And some of them are crazy. Like people that live in like Omaha, Nebraska that can't watch a game in Seattle. And it's like, what is going on here? There's there's no there's no right. hockey team within like I think St. Louis is the closest hockey team to Omaha or maybe right. Minnesota but nonetheless like some of those are crazy right they should have no blackouts when they're that far away from a team but like some of them that get sent into them are like 
there's a guy that was complaining that was like in a Boston suburb that he was blacked out from watching the Bruins on ESPN plus. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, try turning on fucking Nesson or whatever. Like, right, exactly. Uh, like, like, welcome to my life, Valley Sports. I agree. <laughs> I don't like them, but at the same time, we grew up with them. We knew how they. they we know how this works, right? Yeah, like but, I know, you know the system. I get the system, right? The MLS minute. Thank <laughs> you. Hockey. Um, what do we got going on this week, buddy? As we as we start to wrap up here. Um, uh, we got those uh, two Champions League games. We kind of already glossed over those. We, we think do. those are both done or they're going to be crazy. Uh, Premier League-wise. <laughs> we'll, we'll either be very upset we didn't record later or perfectly fine with it. <laughs> Nowhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Premier League-wise, there's a couple fixtures tomorrow. Brighton, Crystal Palace, sure. Southampton, Brentford. A couple of stuff near the bottom. But uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Scrolling through anything tasty this weekend. You guys might get diched this weekend. Uh, Diched up. I'm going to just make it sound cool, so I'll be oh, it's a, when it happens. <laughs> That's right. It's a, we, we were talking yeah, about this Dutch. the other day. We were like, we're like what, when does, like, we don't, is City off this weekend? It's an City FA Cup weekend. not off Andrew. this weekend. FA Cup yeah, weekend. FA I have to Cup. open a whole other app to look through and those. We forgot pictures. about it because it's the <laughs> FA Cup. It is, it is, I get why it always happens, but that is a very real complaint of mine when I look on, like, if it's on my phone, I'll just use the ESPN app, right? Or right now I've got like the Premier League fixture list open. And I was doing the exact same thing you were doing in real time where I'm going, the hell does City not play this? Like, why is this the case? Like, so real time, I, I absolutely feel your pain. Um, what are the matchups we've got this weekend? If you've got that, program? we have got on Saturday, uh, just after lunchtime, the Man City Derby between Vincent Company and Pep Guardiola. Really, really a tough break because that's during the literal heart of the NCAA tournament. But, you know, tough, tough hey, for like me. I said, Not tough hey, for all. Remember what I said? Dude, I just told you that I got all three TVs hung downstairs. We can, we can go That to all... me is what's going on this weekend is I will be in wonderful St. Louis, Missouri, wearing long sleeves and everything else. It'll be insane. I did just check earlier. Like we we've been cold this week, and it was like we're getting a kick of like warmer weather the next like couple of days. So I guess like Thursday when you get here, it might be kind of nice, and it's gonna fall off a cliff and be like the the twenties and shit. I gotta, go, so I gotta go find my pack jeans. them sweaters for real. Pack them no, thermals, I gotta go find buddy. My jeans and it's February. It's March. I've never never once had to uh, had to adapt here in Texas. Mm-hmm. We got we got work pants, but it's never like oh, what are you going? What are you going out in the evening? What are you doing? Probably, probably just these shorts are fine or whatever. You know, it's not a, uh, not an issue. But yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll grind through it. But uh, outside that, in the spirit of spreading these games out, the the Premier League, the FA has scheduled three games on Sunday and only one on Saturday. So we've got at least they're all staggered: Sheffield United, Blackburn. Interesting to see which of those Must teams watch. gets through to the semis. I mean, it is interesting to see which lower like level team no, I, I mean, the championship sides, but giving you I think time. that's cool. Grimsby Town, the darlings that are left, they go away to Brighton on Sunday, and then United Fulham to see who else gets into the semifinals, Andrew. Um, and I, there is a Clasico, I believe, this weekend also over in Spain. Ooh. So some good football to watch this weekend. Yeah, man. We will be watching that. We'll be watching. I know I will be watching an absolute ton of college basketball. As a fuck ton of my basketball favorite this thing. Weekend. I love it so much. We got a big fight Saturday night. 
Oh, this yeah. is a great sports weekend. I'm so happy I'm spending it with you. Saturday is going to be so full throttle. Like, like I, honestly, like not even just Saturday, but like I saw- we got that game. We've got the round of six. I mean, not the round of sixteen. The round of uh, thirty-two that'll be kicking tipping off. We've got. Uh, the fights I think start at like four in the afternoon. They're not nighttime fights, so we, we oh, will need every bit of we will we will need every bit of those three TVs and probably a couple cell phones out to keep up with everything. Here's here's, here's how here's how awesome the slate of games is this weekend. Is I booked a soup I I booked like a seven p.m. flight because I thought like my original thought was like I'll fly out early so I can like get back have half of a Sunday you know watch the games here and everything else. And I honestly, I saw the sporting lineup on Saturday and went, there's no shot. There's no <laughs> shot. I'm going to be like worried about an early flight. Like that day. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. It is change your plans. Fun weekend. And I get to go spend it with you guys up there in St. Louis, man. Can't wait, buddy. But, uh, Let's uh let's segue that I mean we did a little bit of basketball talk there. That's actually going to be our post game pint uh, discussion here. It's a little March Madness talk this week, man. Uh, we got the bracket rolling. I, I put together a bracket game every year, and we've we've got that rolling. We're we're waiting on some money to come in, but we are uh, we are pushing it. We are we are getting that ready, man. I don't want to reveal my tournament champion, but like I know you are excited. For the Mizzou game, absolutely. What is uh, the chances Mizzou gets out of the first round here? It's a seven ten uh, matchup. Utah State looks like a fun game on paper. People have really picked it about fifty fifty right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a popular upset. Seven ten is not really a huge upset, but I think Utah Mizzou State might actually be behind on the actual betting line. They're the higher seed, yeah, but I think the betting line—they're actually a upsets. slight dog. And that's like because upsets are fun. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. the money has kind of pushed that, right? Um, but coming off a but big run to the SEC SEC title game, am I getting that right? They uh, they got to the semis, but they lost semis. to Bama, who yes. is the number one seed in the whole tournament. To be fair, and they so, gave them a good uh, game. Like they they hung with Bama. Loss. They played better than A yeah. and M did. I'll say that in the final. But what are your favorite three things? about March Madness outside of the actual basketball games? Um, My favorite things, like, I guess this is related to the games, but, like, I always love the tradition of me being, like, I am not the super. You, you were much more of a student of the game of college basketball. I'm a very casual fan that really ramps up these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, my big thing was that I was super, super high on Kentucky. I'd seen them play a few ah, times. Yes. I had seen them. I was in Tennessee when they played Tennessee, and that was like a top five matchup, and they beat the fuck out of Tennessee, and I was so high on Kentucky. Every time I watched them play, they looked so good. Picked them in a lot of brackets, and then I love the tradition of me <laughs> getting really high on a team and then them losing in literally the fucking first round to a 15 seed, so can't wait for that. <laughs> you like one year, St. Peter's. That's a tradition. Absolutely. Talking, one yourself, year, uh, talking yourself into a big team and then just watching them crumble to something that like – Oh, I guess they don't have a point guard. Okay. Right. Which, to be fair, <laughs> at least St. Peter's didn't do like the one and done. They went on the great run last year. So always love the great like Cinderella runs. Just I'd rather than not be at my expense. But like don't on that same angry. topic, one year when Mizzou was super good, I think they were a three C. There was oh. real buzz that they might make a run and they lost to Norfolk State that year, yeah, I believe. You got, you got beat by the tribe, man. The tribe uh, basically went into Mizzou's one. house and 
took away who was the point guard is like phil pressy on that team i don't know yeah phil pressy right. you guys had good guards on that team Kim oh it was a really good team. team well i think that and i think that was the year at like either the year before or like two years before they they had gone to the elite eight and lost to yukon and yukon i think made it to the title that might even that might have been 14 when yukon actually won right so uh, yeah, we, were feeling, we were feeling really good about it and then just completely bombed. But I always love that tradition of my teams I get really high on usually bomb. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's always fun. I always just love the the Thursday and Friday. The first the round of 64 is just yes, sir. I, I don't think and I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're circling back. It's still a little in flux, uh, but I think we're going to go ahead and take the half day this Friday get out early and get some games in because you're in town figure we can link up and you know figure that out but uh normally the the thursday friday just two of the best work days of the entire year of like (laughs) just showing up and there's a mutual understanding of very little productions going to happen this is a very much my phone's out i'm streaming shit i'll get some shit done but like don't expect a lot of me this is a dog shit effort day it's it's literally why i take this time off i take it off i mean (laughs) It's one of these also just like, I've got to use these days at some point, right? But like, you know, barring like a wedding or something else, it's like, I don't have that much going on. I might as well take off days I wish I wasn't there, right? Like, so I'm I'm happy to take this Thursday, Friday and, and get up to see you guys and see Megan and Brandon and everybody else. But can't argue with you there, man. Do you have a third thing? I, I think the third thing is my top just... three ready to go. Okay, that, and I'll, I've been going long on mine, so I'll just throw the third out real quick because, you know, you, you're a sicko about sports like I am. Like yep. I said, you know, I usually get really high on one team, and that's like my A bracket. I'll make like four or five brackets with that team going really far. But, you know, if you do enough of them, because I'm usually like a 10-bracket deep type of guy, like you at least got one bracket that's doing pretty good. You're usually on. alive. Usually alive, like towards the Elite Eight, the Final Four, nothing feels better than when you're going into like the Elite Eight and you're in that top five of the leaderboard. Your champion's still alive. Like you, Andrew's when you start a tasty to recap, right? You, you when you start, yeah. Oh, I love the recaps too. I forgot <laughs> about the recaps. Uh, I, oh, that's great too. Those I, are my, I, that's that's kind of, my favorite. That's a spoiler. That's my number one favorite. Oh, okay, cool. So I, 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 that would have been in mind if I had not forgotten it. But you're going to touch it anyway, so we'll give it an honorable mention, yep. I guess. But. uh yeah, when you, when you start like getting to that like elite eight, and you you start like doing the math in your head of like the calculations of like okay, if I get fifty points here and this and this and this, and you start you start like you know dry like mapping out your path to victory, and then um, you know I just like, need UConn to lose in this round, and then if yeah. Dayton can just I just need an upset in Dayton. That's all I need, right? Like you start think, doing the like I can talk yeah. myself into this. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win two hundred bucks. I'm gonna win the. I I'm can. Gonna, maybe yeah, you can see. I'll just have a good breath. And then it probably crumbles and Megan takes it all. But yeah. like, well, see, that's the, that's the best part is it's like you, you know, you got most of your brackets knocked out and you lost all the hope for those. But then you have that one that hangs on, you get to like the elite eight and yeah, you draw that whole path out and you're like, I'm going to fucking take this thing down. And like last year it was Arizona. I had Arizona. They like looks good as my champion. And then they lost in like the elite eight. And it was like, well, like I just drew this whole path. I spent two days like making up this whole path of how Arizona's going to win it all. I'm going to win all this money in this pool. And just for my hopes and dreams to be all shot down again. And I'm going going home with nothing just a debt of the 50 60 dollars or whatever i paid to be in these pools so it's always a fun tradition man yeah man uh give, my give me those top three 
man. Yeah, Give man. Me yours. Numbers, top three up. locked and loaded as we get out of here because Bradley is about to tip off the NIT. Going to beat Wisconsin in their own house. We should have had a home game in Peoria, and we were robbed by big school media propaganda. Moving on. Um, number one, I get to – I love organizing a pool. I love to – I will – I think it was every day last year. I think I put one out after like every round of games, right? Or every mm-hmm. day of games. A little daily update. little daily update with how everybody's doing. It's nice to send everybody out. You get the different friend groups together. You get the family. You get the friends here. You get the friends up in Illinois and St. Louis, right? You get everybody together and you write out a big, long thing of how everybody's doing. Who had the best day? Who had the best first day, right? That kind of thing. One of my favorite things to do. Just love to have a good, nice recap to the day's action um, because if people are watching at work, right? People are like to, like to keep it updated daily. Um, some people don't watch it all and they, they usually win the pools. Exactly. <laughs> and, they, and they win the pools and they take the money and at least they get to know like, huh, my bracket is looking good. I thought it did from the app, but you I mean that 15, I picked one. Cool. Nice. I do think like, I do like their mascot. It's great. Um, <laughs> shout out to the peacocks last year of St. Peter's. Um, number two, it's just a good day for like snacks and drinks, right? There's nothing off limits, right? You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to like DoorDash nachos at eleven forty-five in the morning. It's arguably the day outside of like Cinco de Mayo that that's the most socially acceptable to do. It's a great snacks and drinks day, right? There's nothing like off limits. Like I can, I tell you like, oh, you're watching two teams you've never seen play before. It's 12.15 in the afternoon. You want to find some place to order a giant hot pretzel? You can do that. In fact, you should do that. And nobody's going to be upset with you. It's perfectly fine. On the snacks thing, dude, I think, uh, you know, we've we've, we've made uh, chats about in the past of the whole smoker game going on. Like, oh, look, I, we've, we're... We're finally at a point where I'm not going to have to, you know, Snapchat you and just ruin your day and make you DoorDash something delicious. Like you'll just be here for it this time. <laughs> Which so. does happen from time to time. Sometimes Spencer will just Snapchat me. Oh, he's got a brisket for the last six hours. Great. Guess I'm going out to get tacos now. So I don't hate my, hate what I've got cooking, which is pretty much nothing. Um, Corned beef brisket off the smoker coming at you this Saturday, my friend. <laughs> Love it. Third favorite thing is, and this isn't every year. But it's when you remember you have a friend who like likes this team or went to that school and you get to it's a great excuse to catch up with somebody. Right. Um, When Bradley made the tournament, when Bradley made the tournament a couple years ago. Right. I was getting texts from people I haven't talked to in a long time. Right. And it was just great to catch up. And that was one of my favorite things about that run of just like because I actually went to the game when Bradley got it. Right. Shout out Des Moines, Iowa. Shout out Coach Izzo, who we gave a run for their money. They know it. Um, we had the lead late in the second half. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I do. It's a great time. Such a good story. They lost, but we got it got it done. We made a good showing of ourselves, which was important. Um, but, like, just people reaching out, like, are you at the game? Like, holy cow, I can't believe this Bradley team. Like, it's just a lot of fun, man. It's such a good sports camaraderie time of the year. Because even if you don't have a dog in the fight, everybody just picks a dog. Right? Because you want to be in the fight. It's a fun thing. Like, Mizzou's in it, right? If Mizzou plays Thursday and Friday, Thursday or Friday, and they lose, right? Knock on wood, pulling for Mizzou and you guys, right? You're not going to turn it off and not care who wins the rest of it. No, I'll be poopy pants for like an hour, and then you got to move on. 
there'll be like a game winner or you know some weird other game and you're back in it right yeah there's so much go it's the most socially acceptable time if you're really invested in your team for your team to lose and i think that's a sneaky thing it's like okay really were we going to win the national title no we got we were the third seat in the big 10 right we probably weren't going to win the title this year we lost but i've adopted this 15 seed who i can't believe it made a great play um, and then my sneaky fourth thing is it's such a great time to root against Duke. <laughs> Everybody should hate Duke. Um, shout out to Zach, who we know. He's a Duke and Arsenal fan and somehow one of my best friends for his entire life. Don't know how we've overcome these things. but Or uh, Liverpool. Wow, I, my apologies. He's a Duke and Liverpool fan. Arguably worse. But uh, a lot of great times in B-dubs with those guys. A lot well, of great times. And it's just a great, it's just a great time of year, man. So much fun. One quick thought just right before you get out because, you know, can't miss that NIT, sweet, juicy NIT action. But uh, Hey, listen, man. We got a shot. All right. We're going <laughs> to be in Wisconsin in their own hey, bar. NIT used to be the national championship. So basically. We won it like four times. We got history in this event. Hersey yeah, Hawkins. So, you think that guy wasn't walking out with an NIT championship? Go Braves, baby. Let's go. But, uh. Go ahead. Just one quick catch. Is Duke is like I'm actually curious, right? You're yeah. a North Carolina guy, also. Is, is Duke is Duke like less hateable without Coach K, just a little bit? Yeah, because like the Death Star would be less hateable without Darth Vader, but yeah. like you still don't want them to blow up planets. Like you still think what they're doing is fundamentally yeah. wrong, and that's exactly I find myself how I, more sensitive. Until you asked me that question, I hadn't put it into words, but that's exactly how I feel. Like that's, I, that was a great analogy. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know, Darth Vader is Coach K, right? And just because they've defeated him, I still don't think blowing up planets is correct, right? I mean, they just vaporized Alderaan with it, like it was nothing. <laughs> and you want me to just sit by and be okay with that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. One one last tournament thing that I just have to say that I heard you it made me laugh super hard because like I said, I'm not the biggest uh like diehard. I'm not locking in, but uh I heard it on I believe it was pardon my take they talked about mm-hmm. uh the we've been the the worst thing after the selection came out is that uh you as a North Carolina guy in particular, we've been robbed of uh <laughs> Bacot like rolling his ankle seven times and like wondering if wondering if he's hurt and then him being back in the game like five minutes later that's very funny unfortunately the only place you can watch armando baycott uh this fall is if you want to fire up like episode seven of outer banks where he is in the episode so uh-huh. shout out to armando baycott's enterprising young that man. is uh Might come that back is armando's march armando baycott yeah <laughs> He's working on a dock. He's clearly the muscle in the situation. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, he actually looks not as tall as you think he's going to. You know what I mean? Like you think like a seven footer on like the screen on the episode is going to be like, oh, he'll know exactly. Like he looks tall. Like, he's tall. He's clearly imposing, but it's not like, you know, you're some sort of giant monster. Like you're a monster. Modern but- CGI is something, man. <laughs> they just took a whole foot off my man. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Outer Banks. Not a bad third season, but you know, we move on. Had to watch Armando's Armando's caveat under uh, really disappointing circumstances, but he's there if you want to watch it. Um, I think I'm ready to get out of here, man. Yeah, go uh, go enjoy your nit basketball, my friend. I won't hold you up any longer. 
I'm going to act like that wasn't an insult. Let's go Braves. <laughs> Let's go Braves, baby. Not an insult. Just, uh, just it's not at all here, like friend. being in like the Europa League before any Manchester United fans chime in. It's a legitimate competition <laughs> that people care about. Okay. Uh, what a, what a take they ended on this week. <laughs> Champions League takes place on a Tuesday, right? Europa League, not. Bradley playing in the Atlantic Tuesday. That's all I got to say. Let's let's end it on that spicy take, my <laughs> friend, and let you let you get back to it. But uh, always fun, my friend. Uh, great yes, episode, sir. and uh, we will be I together. I will literally this see you this week. I will I will see you guys. We'll talk to you next week. I will see you this week, my friend. See you in a couple of days, my friend. Safe travels, and until then, take care, buddy. Let's go, Braves. Let's go, Braves.